0: Welcome to our podcast and thanks for tuning in. Today's podcast will be hosted by Aksa, Nicole, and myself, Matthew.
1: Immigration is a big topic covered in the media today. It looks like we have a caller to share his own personal experience. Joining us is Julio. Thanks for participating. Let's start with your experience. Where, what year, and how old were you when you immigrated?
2: Mexico, 20 years old, 2000.
1: So what pushed you to move away from Mexico to America?
2: I got too much jobs, and here I do.
1: Why did you choose to come to America rather than Canada or any other country?
2: For a live better, and I got jobs.
0: While Julio came in 2000, the idea of immigration is not a new phenomenon.
3: Immigration really began to grow around the late 1800s, due to crop failure, land shortages, job shortages, rising taxes, and famine. Many from all parts of the world began to travel to the United States in search of a better life.
0: Individuals from a region known as the Northern Triangle, which are comprised of three countries in Central America, El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, have recently been leaving this region in high numbers. Some of the reasons for migrating include violence, corruption, and lack of resources, and agricultural setbacks, such as the destruction of coffee rusks.
3: Even though immigrants left their homeland due to political or economic struggles, they also faced struggles along their journey from their native land to the place they were coming to.
1: So, Julio, what was your experience like coming to America?
2: Yeah, it's hard. How? Because I am walking in the desert for a week.
3: The desert? Yeah. For
2: a week? Mm Mm-hmm. It's hard for the coming over here.
1: What are some struggles you faced after you reached America?
2: The language is hard for the Canaanese, no, no English, no speaking nothing, only Spanish.
3: Thanks for sharing about your experience, Julio. It has been seen that a lot of these immigrants coming to America have gone through struggles of their own. Like Julio, many times there weren't enough jobs to provide for the new immigrants. And for those that did get a job opportunity, their employers often took advantage over them. Men were paid less than regular workers and women earned less than men did. So in hindsight, their lives hadn't changed much. The immigrants would also face loads of verbal and physical abuse because they are apparently different.
0: In fact, in the memoir, The Faraway Brothers by Lauren Markham, this book focuses on a pair of Salvadoran twins who she met while she worked at Oakland International High School. She calls them Ernesto and Raul Flores, fake names to protect their identities, and she begins their story in 2013 when their gang-affiliated Uncle Augustin takes a dislike to Ernesto that turns into a gang threat against his life. Before long, Ernesto understands that he is to flee El Salvador and does his identical twin brother. Both brothers find coyotes and go to join their brother Wilbur, who has been living without documents in the San Francisco Bay Area for years. While the challenge is difficult for immigrants along the way during their journey, it is not over yet when they enter the United States because they have to obtain legal status. In addition, school is rough and is difficult to do well in school while not speaking English. Their immigrant story was just one of the countless similar tales of brutality and courage in the world of undocumented immigrants. Their experience was all too common.
3: The United States has definitely made efforts in the in the past to aid migrants through different laws and through different laws and policies. Over the past 20 years, the U.S. has taken significant steps to help the Northern Triangle countries previously mentioned. Their aid included includes formations of grants to aid with law enforcement and justice systems in those countries. But recently, the Trump administration has implemented a zero-tolerance policy to prosecute all the adults entering the U.S. illegally. In the early 2019, Trump called for a national emergency to redirect funds from the Department of Defense to create new border barriers. As of now, the administration is holding back the funding for the Northern Triangle countries as well as other countries until the regions take concrete action to address the problem of migration.
0: Though the present circumstances are tough, let's not forget about the renewed efforts that policymakers are trying to implement.
1: So Julia, what do you think are some solutions to this current issue regarding immigration?
2: The yeah. yeah, immigration? Yeah, I'm making stay here, and, uh, and uh, like I like say I feel life over here is be better than the Mexico.
1: What would your advice be to a new immigrant coming to this country?
2: Cause I got more jobs and it's be better than the Mexico.
3: And to try and learn
2: English. Yes, and try and talk English, they can live better.
0: Thanks for your honest opinion and willingness to share your story. You offered some great advice.
3: While things are still not perfect here, there are still organizations that are trying to ease the transition for immigrants coming to this country.
0: DACA is one of the efforts to help immigrants. The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals is an American policy to protect immigrant youth who came to the United States when they were children from deportation. DACA gives individuals protection from deportation and a work permit that expires after two years.
3: The truth of the matter is this. Immigrants help to transform American culture and society for the better. America is known as a diverse and unified nation, which demonstrates its great national strength.
1: Through the eyes of Julio's experience, we are able to see a life that exemplifies one of resilience and hope. These experiences demonstrate the promising and rewarding aspects of the American life, which is one so many immigrants still search for to this day. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. See you next time.